Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of the Pilgrim Story Hour. And today I'd like to share with you a story that actually happened to us during our pilgrimage from Rome to Jerusalem when we had just entered the country of Serbia and Montenegro, today known as Montenegro. You know, before we had entered Serbia, we had been in Croatia walking for, for a couple of months. And the further south we walked in Croatia and the closer we got to the Serbian border, the more that we began to hear about some of the atrocities that had been committed in that region. Now, for those of you who don't know the history, uh, Croatia, Serbia, and several other countries made up what was called Yugoslavia. And they had a, a pretty terrible uh, civil war that divided the country back into independent countries. And we were walking through that area at a time just after the civil war when they were still rebuilding. And when the leftover effects of that civil war had really torn, who were essentially neighbors, brothers, apart. And as we got close to the Serbian border, um, where obviously a lot of the confrontations took place and a lot of the damage could still be seen actually with bullet holes in the buildings and so on, we were starting to hear people's stories. And a lot of the horrific things that were done, supposedly, only by the Serbians, because we were hearing this from the Croatian side of things. And I have to be honest, I became terrified. I was starting to fear uh, for our safety as we were walking, about to walk through Serbia. Now, I had never met any Serbians really in my life. I didn't know very much about them or their culture, but I was allowing myself to be influenced by the fears and the anxieties of all the people who were telling us to be careful. You can't trust the Serbians. You can't walk through that country. You know, they, they would just as soon um, be aggressive towards you as opposed to let you in. And so my experiences walking almost five months at that point had really showed me a different reality. I had experienced something entirely different with people of different countries. Yet here I was being completely influenced by the fears that other people were pouring upon me. And so you can imagine when I walked to the Serbian border, when we entered and I see, you know, this big uh, guard at the border and he looks massive to me. He looks like a giant and he's very serious and very stern. I start to become afraid and I start to close off and I start to feel myself tense all over. And although he was very polite and very professional and wished us a safe journey in his country, I still felt that tension. And it would walk with me um, the first couple of days and it completely affected how I was relating to people because the more closed off I became, the more tense I became, the more I started to see kind of the more stern aspects of, their, of the people we were meeting. But when I started to relax a little bit and I started to actually have conversations with some of these people, I began to relax. And I'll never forget a conversation that we had with one such Serbian a couple of days into our walk in that country. And it was one of those days where we had taken a side road hoping to get off the busy main road and we were lost. We seemed to be going from kind of one intersection to another, not able to get back to the road. And we were essentially lost for a couple of hours. No cars, no traffic, no people. And then as if kind of out of in a mirage, <laughs> this car appears and the person uh, was a lone male occupant. He, he comes over and he stops and he says, are you Moni and Alberto? <laughs> in Serbia, we had, had no idea how he knew about us, but we said yes. And he spoke perfect English. 
And he said, well, he had heard about us um, in some of the Croatian news reports that he watches. He was a Serbian man himself. His name was Zelko. He introduced himself. And he told us that he had been driving up and down the main road for the last couple of days, hoping to find us because he wanted to speak to us about who Serbians truly are. And so he showed us a way back to the road and we accepted his invitation to sit with him and to meet his family. Now this man, not, you know, maybe a little bit older than us in his 50s, was a, had a very dignified presence. He, he was one of those people that you meet and you know that there is someone there who is, uh, who is very grounded, who speaks from a place of authenticity and truth. Um, he introduced us to his whole family, his mother, his sister, aunts and uncles, everyone showed up. They hosted us to a lovely meal um, while we were sitting with them. And he held, as we, he was speaking with us, he had one daughter sitting on each lap. One girl was about 12, I'd say, the other one was about eight, and they were so shy, kind of, you know, had, they had their face buried in their father's neck and they barely looked at us. And he was speaking to them in Serbian and they kept peeking at us every once in a while and, you know, we'd wave at them. But when he began to speak, he said to us, you know, um, I wanted to speak with you specifically so that you can get my message out to the world about who Serbians truly are. He said to me, I know that you have been told about the many atrocities that have been committed by us against others, but I want you to know that there are always two sides to the story and that atrocities were also committed against us. But he said, this is not why I want to speak with you. He said, you know, I was um, a sailor and I sailed all over the world and I've been to many countries around the world. And in one of my encounters, I met someone who, when he learned that I was Serbian, said to me, oh, I heard that you are savages. I hear that you murder and plunder and that you cut off the heads of children and even eat some of their body parts. It was the most disgusting thing. It was like, it, I could feel the horror of it in my stomach. And he had this look of absolute shock and terror on his, on his face. And he said to me, I thought he was joking, but the truth that he thought I was being serious made it even more disturbing. He said to me, I can't tell you how much that encounter impacted me, how knowing that people from other cultures see me in this way has haunted me from that day. And he goes, now that I am a father with these two girls, I don't want them growing up in a country that believes these atrocities about them, that believe these untruths. He said, this is not who we are. This is not the heart of the Serbian people. That yes, maybe leaders did things that do not represent who we are, but this is not who we are. And my message to you to take back to the world is that we are like everyone else. We are human beings before we are anything else. And our desires, our aspirations, our hopes, our dreams are just like every other person's in this world. And that is to live in peace and in prosperity. That story impacted me so deeply because I realized that I had been carrying other people's fears and judgments into my walk with me. And my conversation with this dignified man, Zelko, reminded me that I have to be the one to trust my own experience with people and not allow what everybody else is thinking, what everybody else is feeling, what everybody else is judging to affect what my experience is going to be. My last image, um, before leaving his home 
was of this man standing out on his balcony, holding, balancing one daughter in each arm, a very contented smile on his face, and his two little girls waving goodbye to us. It was a story and an encounter I will never forget, and to this day really makes me reflect on what it means to take on the fears and anxieties of other people and the mistrusts of other people and make them my own rather than allowing my own experience with them to define what kind of relationship I'm going to have. I hope you enjoyed this story. And if you want to learn more about me, about my walk, and about the many more stories of this incredible pilgrimage we were on, then I invite you to visit my website, which is walkingforpeace.com. And for the next little while on Instagram, I'm posting daily stories and pictures from this walk to Jerusalem, which I also invite you to check out. Thanks again for tuning in, pilgrims. En buen camino.